Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. But they've come out of a belief system of worship in the temple that is a, uh, just an ungodly place. And the belief of the culture of the day was that when you died, you're done, that's it. The gods are in charge, and they might use you this and that, but you have no say, your life's just over. So Paul comes around, and Christianity changes all of that. So you can imagine that when things change like that, there's confusion, isn't there? And so last week we talked about how that they were beginning to be concerned because their friends, their fellow believers, had been dying, and they thought, oh no, they've died, they're done, they missed the return of the Lord, so they're not going to be with Him. And Paul has to write to them to kind of straighten that out. No, we're going to go up together. We will be together with the Lord. So he talks to them and deals with that idea. But now he deals with and shifts it to here's what you need to do for those of you that are left, for those of you that are still around. And so let's begin with he tells them to be confident to be confident. Again, the, the text number is there on the screen. If you've got a question, call, text it in. Pastor Steve's here, and we'll try our best to answer it. But a good answer sometimes is, I don't know, as long as we're good with that, okay? So he says, be confident. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. Now concerning how and when all this will happen, we all want to know how and when, don't we? That's the question, isn't it? How and when? Now concerning that, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write you. I don't really need to be talking about this. For you already know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. And when people are saying everything's peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin, and there will be no escape. Paul seems to tell them, look, we've already answered this question, and we've already dealt with this, but because you keep asking, let's deal with it again. And I found that, you know, that even today, people, you can explain a hundred times, but I still want to know. I still got a question. I still don't understand it. And last week, remember, I told you, don't look at the minutia of all the details. Look at the principle that he's trying to get across. And at the end of chapter 4 in the verses last week, the principle he's trying to get across is we're going to all be together with the Lord. All the believers from all of time, will be together with the Lord. That's the understanding. That's the takeaway from that. And so now, we're going to look at the big picture. He says, I don't need to tell you, but you keep on asking. And they're no different than the disciples were. Look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. Jesus is leaving the temple grounds. His disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. Look at that. You know, if you're going to Israel, you, wow, look at that. Look at that over there and look at there. And he responded. He says this, look, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. And by the way, that happened about 50 years later in A.D. 70-something. The Romans came in. They surrounded it. They laid siege to the city. They tore down all the walls and didn't leave a thing standing. 
later, okay, so they're walking out. They go down into the valley there. They go back up to the Mount of Olives. His disciples come to him privately. And they said, look, tell us when all this will happen. What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And Jesus goes on, starts talking about things. Let's go down to verse 36. However, notice what he says, however, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. And yet, isn't it amazing that we keep trying to figure it out? Books are written telling you it's going to happen here. 86 reasons, going to come in 88, you know. That didn't work, so let's give 87. You know, let's just try it out. Everybody, it's going to happen here. It's going to happen then. And yet he says very plainly, very clearly, no one knows. If you think you know, let me know, because that's probably the day it's not going to happen. No one knows. Someone tells you they know, don't read any farther. Because no one does. And yet we're fascinated by it, aren't we? We want to know it. But when this, the, only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In other words, there was a destruction that came suddenly in the flood. And in Noah's day, what happened? Everything was just going on as normal and routine. That's what he says here. People were enjoying banquets, parties, weddings, right up to the time Noah entered the boat. Life was going on as normal. They didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all the way. That's the way it's going to be when the Son of Man comes. People are just going to be going about the routine of life, normal day, normal time. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Rapture, a taking away. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this. If the homeowner knew exactly when the burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. So, this didn't happen just once. Later on in the book of Acts, they're still there. Jesus is, has been resurrected. He's still with the disciples. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, the apostles were with Jesus. They kept on. He's got to get tired of this by now, doesn't he? Notice, they kept on asking him. In other words, it wasn't a one-time thing. When? When's it going to happen? Tell us when. How's it going to happen? What about this? When's this going to take place? You know anybody? Never mind. It's just the way we get to be. Lord, is the time come for you to free Israel, restore our kingdom? <laughs> Notice the change. You restore free Israel. You restore our kingdom. They're still looking for him to establish an earthly rulership. They still think that's what's going to happen. He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They are not for you to know. Now, what is there about that line we do not understand or get? You're not supposed to know. But I want to. How? When? 
okay, I'm not going to know, but can you give me a ballpark? Can you kind of tell me what's all going to take place? You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. Here's what you're to be doing. Don't focus on all of that. Understand this. And so Paul, when he writes with the Lord's return, and Jesus, when he talks, he uses a couple of events. He talks about a thief, a thief that's coming. You do not know when a thief is going to come. Now, I don't know about you, I've lived in a home that's been broken into. I understand that. Wow, what a shock. You go there, you open the front door, you look around the house, and something's not right. Shut the door up and leave. That's what we did. Went to the neighbors, called the police. You know, you don't know. It's unexpected. If you knew, you would have stayed there with a rifle across your lap, Right? And for some of you, boy, I hope he comes. Huh? Yeah, you don't know. You take precautions, but you don't know. Birth pains, unexpected. You know the baby's coming. You just don't know when. (laughs) I remember, I think it was with our first son. My wife will correct me later if I'm wrong, so don't worry if I get it right or wrong. And we were in the house, and she said her water broke. I go, what? I didn't know what, you know, what's that mean? Now? You're going to have, now? It's going to happen now? I knew it was coming, but now? That's the understanding. You prepare for both events. You're aware that both can happen. You take the precautions that you can partake. You understand he is going to come back. You don't know when. And so what Jesus focused in on, what Paul writes about is, look, don't be, pre- don't be preoccupied trying to set a date and a time. What you need to get your attention to, and we'll, throughout the rest of this we'll keep focusing on this, here's what you give your attention to. Be ready. Be ready. Some people think, hey, everything's fine. You know, everything's good. Go good. One of my favorite cartoons is The Wizard of Id. Um, it's, he's got this bodyguard, this right-hand guy called Rodney, I think's his name, and he's there, and the king's there, and the king's walking outside, and he goes, man, what a great day. It's a beautiful day. Life couldn't be any better. Life is wonderful. And then in the next frame, he hears this voice from heaven going, build a boat. That's the way it works. That's the way life is. Some people, and he says, look, it's going to come. You'll be doing your work grinding at the mill. You'll be doing this. The Lord will return. There's no way to escape the coming of the Lord. That's good news. Okay. Yeah. That's good news. And, and so it's bad news for those without Christ, but it's good news. And so he deals with this, and he just tells them, look, be confident. He's going to come. That's what you need to be confident about. Then secondly, he says, be clear-headed. Be clear-headed. Don't get your mind distracted. Don't get it 
confused. Don't let it be taken over with all kinds of doubt and fears and hurts and all kinds of questions and everything else. So, chapter 5, verse 4, 1 Thessalonians. You aren't in the dark about these things, brothers and sisters. You won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. Why? I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. You are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to the darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like others. Okay, so he's giving me some directions here, right? This is what you need to do. This is how you need to respond. Stay alert. Be clear-headed. Night's a time when people sleep. Drunkers get, drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear-headed. Now notice, protected by the armor of faith and love and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. You know, darkness and light. We see clearly. We understand. We're protected by the armor, faith, love, wearing a helmet of salvation. We're prepared because we're ready. I am ready for the return of Jesus Christ. Now, it's very simple, and again, we'll, we'll get on to this a little bit more, but here's what, how, what do you mean? You're ready for him to come? You want him to come? Yes, that's, but I'm ready. In other words, my life right now is being lived in such a state that I am confident that when he comes, I'll be ready to meet him. That's being ready. No Christian should doubt their readiness. Because we should have confidence of knowing that we clearly have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, and He has told us that when we accept Him, we will live with Him forever. I should be clear about that. Would you agree with that? That, that should be, have clarity. It shouldn't, oh no, he's going to come, you know. Now, when I was a kid, I wasn't so clear-headed because, you know, I kind of um, thought God's like up in heaven and he's waiting for me to really do something wrong. And when he gets me at the right spot, he'll say, okay, go, come, go back now. We got him. He's, not, we're, we're, he's done. You know, you're, not, you're always on edge. Am I ready? If he comes, would I go? What? That question should be answered. I mean, it was, you know, you get a certain age. All of us have gone through that. I remember as a kid, we lived in a parsonage, and it was down below, and the church was just a little ways. We walked back and forth, and there's a parking lot and all that. And so it was on the grounds, and all, it was all there. And it was late one night, and I was home by myself after church. And I looked out to see where everybody was, and there was no lights on, and I saw no people. And I remember thinking, oh, no. The Lord's come, and I'm home alone. You know, I thought, oh, oh boy, I missed it. So I'm going over that. And then my sister walks in. That didn't give me comfort. I knew she wasn't going anyway, okay? She wasn't going to make it. Where's mom and dad? They still here. Be clear-headed. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. This is all the more urgent 
for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Boy, is that the truth? Time is running out. Wake up. Be alert. How many times throughout Scripture you see something similar to that phrase there? Our salvation's nearer now than when we first believe. The night's almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes. Put on the shining armor of right living. There's the theme again that Paul's giving. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness. Wild parties, drunkenness, sexual promiscuity, immoral living, quarreling, jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. So you and I clearly think and understand the Lord's going to return. I don't know when that is. It could be at any moment. And you and I should live with that belief. It could be any time. I want to be ready. And my readiness is me living for God as He wants me to live. All the time. Because I just want to be ready. I want to live the life. So, when you have a confidence of knowing the Lord's returning, we understand that. You should be clear-headed about your readiness. Because as Paul talks about this, what he's saying and what he says in other places, be ready. The Lord's coming back. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. We don't know exactly how everything's going to play out. How is there going to be a destructions of this old earth and the old the heavens, the space that we see? And how's there going to be a new heaven coming down from heaven, coming down for God? And how's that going to be here? And how am I going to, how's that all going to play? I don't know. I just know it's going to happen. Confidently. And I know I'm, good, I'm going to be, I want to be ready when it does. You see, in the days of Noah, when the rain started, the people weren't ready. Noah had warned them. Noah had told them they didn't believe him or they thought, the boat's not finished. I don't have to worry. So we have to come there. Okay? Thirdly, be comforted. Be comforted. All of this should not put us on edge. All of this should result in us being at peace. All of this should result in us living a life that's aware of what God is doing. How is He going to do it? I don't know, but I know I'm going to be ready. I know how to be ready. And that gives me great comfort living in the day and time that we live in. Verse 9, 1 Thessalonians 5. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out His anger on us. Now, many believe, and I, I agree with them, that's kind of a reference to the tribulation. I don't believe God's going to pour out His wrath on this earth while Christians are still here. 
God is going to save us, take us out of, when that all starts to happen. So God is not going to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we will live with him forever. Now again, go back to what Paul is telling these folks with the question before was, these people have died. Where are they going to be? How how are they going to work? And are they going to be okay? So he reinforces that again with them. So he says, look, here's what you do. You encourage each other and build each other up just like you're doing. You keep encouraging one another. Oh, times are hard. Times are difficult. Yeah, they are, but the Lord's returning. Now, that's not escapism. That's not us, well, I just got to get out of this world. And you see, Pastor Steve, you can correct me later if you need to, okay? I don't believe a Christian should be looking for an escape or a way out because I'm tired of all that's going on in this world. We have the privilege of doing a job that God has called us to, and that is to share our faith and to spread the gospel while there's still time. We're not trying to get out of it. We're invested in it. And so you and I are here, and while we're here, live like it. Accept it. Encourage each other. Yeah, the Lord's going to return. Old song, old chorus said, it'll be worth it all when we see Jesus. It will be. And so you and I come to that place. God will save us. I don't think we got to worry about going through the tribulation and all that's going to happen. Now, please hear me. I believe times will get more difficult as we get closer to the return of Jesus Christ. Because everything's being set up so that one person can step in and be a leader of the whole world. You can watch it happen. You can see it happening. But you know, I don't need to, oh no, it's going to, it will get hard, but it's not going to be nearly like when the tribulation begins. And so he will save us, not just for a moment. We will live with him forever. Forever. Things are looking bad. Well, what do you expect? Sin progresses. Sin never stays just at one point. Sin progresses. Sin destroys. That's what it does. And so we can be comforted. We can be encouraged because the Lord is going to return and take care of all of this. And we have something to look forward to. And you've heard me say it before. I'll just keep repeating myself, okay? For the Christian, life is never hopeless. There's always hope. The future for us looks good. The opportunities are there. And we know where we end up. 1 John 3.1 See how very much our Father loves us. For He calls us His children And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we're God's children because they don't know Him. Dear friends, 
we are already God's children. There's that confidence, isn't there? Clear-headed. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. Wow. I'll be like him. Perfect. Not perfect now, but I'll be like him. And I will see him. Verse 3, here it is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. Will keep themselves holy just as he is holy. So Paul writes to these, this church, going through a difficult time, facing persecution, struggling, coming out of a background that was ungodly and had no hope. And now their lives are being transformed by the gospel. And they get looking around going, wonder what's going on. And Paul writes to them and says, don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Jesus Christ is coming again. Be prepared. Be ready. And be encouraged. The coming of the Lord is an encouragement to us. You know, there's a lot of people living not believing that at all. Thinking that's not going to happen. But one day, he will show up. And we will be with him forever. So be comforted, be encouraged with all that we look forward to. What a life we get to live. What a hope we get to have. What a jo- That's why the Scripture tells us, be joyful always. Okay, I can do that. You know what? God's in control. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Let's pray. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.